Hey guys, welcome back to the Mansion Real Estate Podcast. We're your host, Kevin and Aisha Shelton, and we've been on a bit of a break. Have we? Yeah, we missed two weeks. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, we went on vacation. Yeah, a little life update. What happened the first week? Life? I had the RFP. Yes, Kevin was working on a big affordable housing RFP. I was. Um, and so that took a lot out of him. And honestly, I don't like to do this podcast <laughs> yeah, you'll do it if without I'm my here. partner because it's called the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. And so I'm trying to be on here with my husband because we married. I need to pull that the next time you're not available and Listen. I do the podcast. Well. Um, so that was week one. And then week two, we took those kids to disneyland we went on a trip with our children we went on a trip because it's not a vacation when you take the kids true so if you watch any of our previous podcasts you've heard us discuss the difference between a trip and a vacation and typically when there are kids involved it is definitely a trip it is a work trip and in true trip fashion it was a trip. It but you know what I realized? And I've been repeating this story over and over again, and it sounds really the same. And honestly, I don't know if you've heard it before. But when we got back, I'm sure you got the same question from everybody like, so how was Disneyland? How was the trip? And I'm curious to know what your response has been. But then I'm going to tell you what my response was, right? So you're like, well, how was the trip? And I was like, you know what I learned? I learned that my husband and I have different vacation philosophies. So I am a hit it and quit it kind of person, right? Mm. So I'm like, let's go in Disneyland, ride two or three rides. Now, mind you, we had a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and two 14-year-olds, okay? 14-year-olds, that's a whole different ball game. But the combination of the two of those is like, it's imbalanced. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, in my mind, what I hope what I thought would happen was we go in Disneyland, we ride a few rides, you know, the signature ones, the teacup, the dumbo, and take some pictures and dip, you know, like chill, relax at the house. <laughs> and my husband, on the other hand, is a we gotta do everything, touch every part. I we, want my money's worth. We have to see the fireworks at the end of the night, like it was a lot and it it was a lot for young children and it was a lot for his young wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh, you know, for me, my response, I, I have been getting the same question. My response is it was a trip. It was a lot of work. It was extremely yeah. uncomfortable. Um, and really, that was the plane flight for me. I think that just set a really negative tone for me because Hunting my body. I was telling John, our friend, uh, who's a pilot for United, and uh, I was telling him about riding on United planes. He's like, "Oh, was it an Airbus?" Or was it? I was like, "No, <laughs> nigga, it's a regular plane." Don't say that. Um, I'm sorry. I was like, "No, it was a regular plane," and he laughed because he's he's taller than me. He laughed, laughed, laughed. He was like, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can understand." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, you can't fit on that." I, he's like. He's like, you wrapped your legs up under that thing. I was like, yeah. And it's it's funny because that was really what I remember. I remember uncomfortable bed and uncomfortable plane. But I had a great time in the moments that I had a great time at Disney with the kids. Um, and honestly, that was probably my highlight. So even though we spent 10 hours at the park each day. 10 those, 
hours at the park, y'all. Ten hours. And I'm sure there's people, there are people who watch this podcast that are the 10-hour people. And then there are people that watch this podcast that are more like me, like the three-hour person. So, Jean and them took their baby uh, to Disneyland or to Disney, Florida. Couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, they were there for a total of three hours. Uh, it's, it's the right. It's like the right <laughs> juju. This is all you need. It's like hidden and quitting. And so, anyway, I feel like I had a great time on the trip. Um, we went with one of our couple friends, the Allens, and so mm-hmm. it was our first Shallon family trip. It was. Um, had a great time, you know, hanging out with them and the kids, like spending time together, which was interesting. It was more like parallel play than actually yeah. like playing with each other, but um, it was a good experience. But it was a lot of work, like a lot of work. For me, a flight is a very comforting thing. Like I get on the airplane, I can be asleep before we leave the tarmac. And once I get off the flight, I know I'm going to a place where I can relax, right? Like I'm going to a hotel and I could just take a nap or, you know, just chill. And we're hotel people. Let me say this. We stayed in a house because it was 10 of us. We're hotel people, me and you. Not necessarily the whole family, but me and you. Yeah. We're hotel people. We want to go to a nice, beautifully laid out room with room service and whatever else we want. We ain't going to turn on the TV. We just want to relax. That's true. That was not our experience. But you know what? That little house situation, it worked out. And it I did. know we were it always did. on here talking about, excuse me, Airbnbs and stuff. Um, but that it, that really was a good layout. No, I mean, everything it has its purpose. Yeah. Uh, you know what I what I thought about? And it gave me a really good real estate ideas. Um, the luxury Airbnb market on the travel side is definitely where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see why. Because literally, if you stay in that that level of hotel, you want that level of service uh, at a house. So if you do have uh, a luxury house, you can offer your guests kind of the level of hotel experience, whether mm-hmm. it's having a pool ready to go or, you know, hey, do you guys need anything? And I can have it delivered to the room or whatever, but almost um, concierge, concierge level, level Airbnb service is yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. So here's my ultimate verdict, right? Um, I, I, to those of you um, on uh, on the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast that take your kids on trips um, across the country, you know, in different places, more power to you. But what I've learned is my children have to be of a certain age before we get on another airplane together. I mean, we had double the car seats to pack. We yeah. had tablets and backpacks. I don't even luggage. know how we made it. I'm so happy I unpacked the luggage today. We got back because I don't yeah. know how I made it. Listen, because if you wouldn't have, trust me, it would have been there until the next place we went. And you I just did said double the car seats, and that's what made me think of it. I was like, man, we literally had double car two seats car in seat. a bag. We traveled with two car seats on your back, as a matter of fact. Ooh. We bought like a car seat backpack. Yeah, you bought. That was a great that was a, investment. That was a great Amazing buy. Um, but what I've learned is that like kids are satisfied with the small things. Like they don't need these big grand gestures and these grand chip trips. A pool will do my kids just fine. Like. Yep. A hotel room, they really think we really hit the jackpot. We had the same effect going to the Woodlands. We did, and we did, and we did. So, drivable vacations until they're like at least five or seven. The five-year-old wasn't so bad. So, if the two-year-old was five and the five-year-old is seven, so that's another two years, which is right on par because we'll be back in uh, L.A. Three years apart, though. Yeah. 
He'll be. Oh yeah, he's two. Okay, roundabout. You see what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I've just got. Okay, your math is mathing, and I'm with it. The point that I'm trying to make is we will be doing staycations and mini vacations with the littles until they are of age where they have a little bit more. We don't have to carry all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Um, And then as for me and my house, you know, me and my spouse, as for me and my spouse, Mm -hmm. we about to hit these exotic locations between the year 2022 and 2023. Just us. Those are vacations. (laughs) And we will be doing staycations with the kids, vacations with each other. Um, Yeah. No, but I would love to hear how your travel experiences have been with your family. And for those of you that are like super advocates of taking your kids like on trips and going out of town and out of the country with your kids, like make me understand because maybe (laughs) I'm missing something. Maybe no. I'm missing the fun because y'all make it look so good on the, no, on no, the no, good no, IG. No, no, no. Listen, that Internet's so fake. So it's funny because that's the one thing that I know we didn't post really on, on yeah. Instagram. But I, I noticed that in the Shallons post, like they post a picture. And they're like, hold on. We suffering together. Your picture looks amazing. <laughs> like we all suffering together. <laughs> we were at lunch. It was so hot. The kids acted full. And they had like a post with them clinking glasses and drinks. And I was like, that wasn't the experience that we, we just call had. cap. <laughs> I was like, we call oh. vacation but cap. It, it shows you that, you know, memories are one thing, pictures are, are one thing, but the reality is another thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people talking about, oh, I want my kids to have all these memories. Well, you you say that. But what memories do your children really have? Like, I took Kayla to Disneyland at four or five. She don't remember. Like, she remembers something. Yeah. But as a grand, like, scheme of things, she don't remember that. So Austin's not going to remember it now like she did then. And let's be clear. I want to take our kids to see the seven wonders of the world. Like, I want them to see sea. I want them to see sand. I want them to see, you know, deserts. Like, I would love for them to see very very notable places yeah not today it's just not today but since in the in the vein of you were just talking about how what you see on um instagram versus the reality i think one of the questions that i'd like to pose and i we get this often we've heard this from people before if you had five thousand dollars mm-hmm Five five stacks isn't a thousand dollars called a stack? <laughs> it is called okay. a stack. Okay, if you have five <laughs> stacks, isn't that called a stack? <laughs> if you have five stacks and you wanted to invest, it's in a real kilogram estate, of cocaine called a kilo. <laughs> oh, got it. It is. I see it. But anyway, don't don't do me. If you have five thousand dollars and you wanted to invest in real estate, what you gonna do with it? Um, so you want me an answer first? I mean, let's banter. Okay. $5,000 is not a lot of money. Uh-oh. You have to say that like that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just... That's a lot of money for somebody. If, if I had $5,000 and I didn't own any real estate, I would use it to buy whatever kind of real estate I could, whether that be a condo, whether that be whatever. What? How you going to buy with, with $5,000? 
Because if you got $5,000 in good credit, you can use it as a down payment. You get down payment assistance. You Got it. I mean, you got you to gotta flesh it out for the people, Kevin. You're okay, talking okay. like. So so let's put parameters on it. $5,000 with good credit, $5,000 with bad credit. Just present a scenario like $5,000, good credit. Boom. Where are you going? $5,000, good credit. I'm going to use it as a down payment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some uh, down payment assistance from somebody else. Uh, from some city fund, whatever, and I'm going to buy a house. Okay. Uh, you want the bad credit scenario? Sure. Okay. $5,000 bad credit. I'm going to buy a owner finance house. Somebody. <laughs> okay. So I don't see it for your $5,000, <laughs> but okay. Let me see. This is what I got. $5,000. I'm going to... I am going to do like you and try to buy a property, right? But, and if I have good credit and a job and I'm going to buy what I can. So that's probably speaking in Houston terms, you know, one of those little condos around NRG. Google it. Okay. If you're not from Houston, <laughs> I'm buy one of those little things. They used to be around like $30,000. No, they're not. They've got the hundred grand right now. Okay. Take that back. So a hundred thousand. Okay. Now you cool. go to Southwest side, you can find something for like fifty. Yikes. You go to the Southwest side and <laughs> Southwest find one side. for fifty. But there's a market for everybody, right? So That's maybe true. I'm a hook up with one of my friends, right? And if they got five thousand and I have five thousand, then we'll put that together. And we will go buy one of those. <laughs> so a lot of work. We'll put one of those condos and you could put somebody in it. It could be a rental. That's you true. and your friend can have a rental. Y'all can wait until the equity goes up because apparently real estate goes up in equity. Do your own research, okay? And <laughs> and then you could do it again. I would burn it again. But I would I would leverage my money with somebody else's. I would try to see how we can make the most effective impact. And I met with a group of ladies. I forget the name of the gr- their group, but they came to me too with the same thing. They were like, look, we don't have very much money, but together we have, I don't know, it's like $50,000 or something like that. And they were like, we're trying to figure out what to do with it. And we know real estate is the route that we want to go. And so um, they talked about Airbnb. Um, they talked about investing in other people's projects, which some of our investors do. Um I would say with your $5,000 before you get uh, too trigger happy, wake up, babe. I love you. (laughs) Am I boring you? I think it's the lights. Wow. Before you get too trigger happy with 5,000, I would talk to somebody in real estate and be like, I got this five stacks. Like, where do you think I should put it? I guess that's what they're supposed to be doing while listening to this episode. Why do you keep saying five stacks? Is it called a stack? Yes, it's cool. I'm just trying to be hip and cool. Thanks. Jeez. You're young, you're hip, and you're cool. Okay. I love it. Don't forget it. Um, so yeah, I would leverage it with somebody else's. Like I wouldn't say, or I would invest, like buy some stock in a real estate based company. Oh, that's a really great idea. You could buy some stock in a REIT, yeah. Yeah, you can buy some stock in a REIT, which is tell them what a REIT is, Kevin. Real estate investment trust. Which is a publicly traded basically rent real estate holding company so most shopping centers um in most urban markets are owned by REITs so it's essentially a bunch of pooled money from the public markets that buys real estate and operates it as an investment yeah and let me just say this everybody wants to do something sexy with their money right like they're like man i flipped this house with five thousand dollars look at what i did um think about and this is very much Capricorn to me but think about the practical 
the realistic, the what do you want your money to actually do? And don't let the internet and the cap fool you, man. Like, don't be like, yeah, $5,000, man, you could do this and you could do that. Like, be, I, I would say, be sensible. And unless you're trying to make a bet or take a bet, which, you know, scare money don't make money. Okay. Yeah, so unless you're trying to make a risk money, $5,000 is a risk for some and for others, it's a belt. I'm just saying. So all I'm saying is depending on your risk profile with your money, you should make an investment based on that. Right. So don't think like if this your last five thousand dollars, don't go bet it trying to flip something on the southwest side <laughs> with your friend. It'll be a long day. Do something safe because if you can't afford to lose that money or if you lose that money and it puts you in a bad spot, like you don't want to do that. And then also remember that like an investment is an investment. That just means that one, it can be lost just like it can be doubled or tripled or there can be gains on it. But also it may take a long time for you to see that money back or the yield from that. So yeah. Any other, what do you think? Any other, before you go to sleep, let me get you to talking. What the? So another thing you can do with $5,000 is you can, hmm, $5,000. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I had an idea it was on the tip of my tongue and then I just realized $5,000. <laughs> Kevin, don't say it like that. Five thousand dollars is a lot of money to until you start buying some real estate. You realize five thousand dollars is closing costs. It's not. It's like five thousand dollars is fees. This is horrible. Survey. Oh my god! You can invest five thousand dollars in educating yourself about Boom. real estate. That's what you can do. Because you could you can invest five thousand dollars in it's a real estate license education. You can invest $5,000 in education. And if it's a well-vetted program with not good reviews on the internet, but like somebody that you can talk to, like, yeah, man, this changed my life kind of thing. Yeah. That's a worthy investment. That is. Okay. And there was something else that you just said. You $5,000 in educating yourself. Oh, get your real estate license. Get your real estate license. Boom. That's a good your one. Your first transaction could pay you well over $5,000. <laughs> That's a really, really good one. Spend $5,000 getting your real estate license. And you wouldn't even be spending that or, much. Or spend $5,000 getting some type of real estate, whether it's an appraiser's license, an inspector's license. Use your $5,000 to create income for yourself. From a skill that you're learning with that money. Yeah, but let's stick to the sexy shit and the stuff that people really like to hear. So use five thousand dollars for real estate. Use your five thousand dollars to get your real estate license because your earning potential is unlimited. That is true. And those commissions look real nice. That's a good way to double your money, right? But that's just for people who are willing to put in the work because real estate is not easy. And the internet makes it look super easy, super glamorous, super luxurious. And the money is actually in the stuff that is not glamorous. It's the money is in the mundane. So all the pictures, all the cars, all the vacations, all the clothes, all the Gucci belts, like that's not real estate. You ain't buying all that with five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> if you spent your money on cars and belts and whatever with your father, you gonna not have five thousand. The point that I'm that's a, I really like that one. I really like that one. Go get your real estate license. 
Yeah. And no, you don't have to have a real estate license to be in real estate. You don't have to have a real estate license to be a real estate somebody investor. Somebody got to be making some money. Like, somebody, you need to make some money first. So $5,000, you use as a stepping stone to make money. Okay. I know you don't have to have your license, but somebody needs a job. Somebody, <laughs> somebody got to be, you can't pay a mortgage on a property. Like, you need something. You got to have $5,000 is a start. It's a stepping stone. You know what, though? Okay, boom. Check it. This is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast, right? So we're talking to either married couples or couples in general. So y'all got $5,000. You're a married couple. You got $5,000. Y'all trying to figure out what to do with this extra $5,000. Yeah. One of y'all need to go get a real estate license. Yep. The other person needs to be supporting the person with the real estate license. Like, if your coworkers need a house, me and my wife or my husband or whatever, he's a real estate agent, he'd be happy to yep. help you. Y'all work that angle and yep. do real estate with a real estate license. That works out quite well for us, doesn't it? That does. I mean, yes, literally and the it wakes, reason makes way more than five thousand dollars. So much more. Literally, the reason why I got my real estate license was because we were paying people anyway. We were paying people anyway, and it was like, well, if we gonna pay, I think we looked at the year and we, and we saw how much we paid our realtor in commissions from the transactions that we were doing, you know, flipping and acquiring property or whatever, and we were like, this is more than you make at your job, so yeah. you could just do this. Be free, do don't have to clock in, you know. So that was a game changer for us. It was. And it freed you up because it gave you the ability to make even more money than that. It did. You know, so. And you always are referring. I mean, I keep a spreadsheet of the referrals that you bring in and how they pay out. Like you're always bringing referrals. You're always bringing business back to me, not only with the stuff that we have with our other company, but people who want to buy a house. My wife, my wife, my wife. I mean, my, that's my first question is, do you own? I mean, literally on this podcast, I said, take your $5,000, go buy a house. Do you own, buy yeah. a house. Yeah. Take your five stacks, racks. And get your real estate license so, listen, so you can get your money back. I don't know what we said these last 20 minutes about what you should do with your $5,000. But this is it right here. You're married. You're a couple. Take that $5,000. One of you guys go get licensed. Learn everything you can about the real estate sales business and industry. And you will make a big old bag. Yeah. Your five thousand dollars will make a big old bag. Then you can buy a Gucci belt. <laughs> and then and then you can buy a Gucci belt because wow, that little five thousand dollars, it don't even cost five thousand dollars to go through real estate school. So you would still have money for like your dues and your fees, maybe get you some new outfits for you your got, new business. That ain't go that far, yes, it is. Is it? What for a girl? Now I don't know about a man, but for a girl, absolutely you you a new real estate agent? Yeah, y'all clothes be costing ten dollars. <laughs> Fashion Nova got everything. High low, you go with the high low, a ten dollar piece with a you know, two thousand dollar bill. I'm just kidding. Well, this has been another week of marriage and real estate. You are you not having fun with me? I'm having a great time. Um, I need to get a coffee. Okay, so this has been the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Kevin is going down, down, down. We hope that you take that five thousand dollars and get your real estate license. That's our that's our tip. Forget all that other stuff we said. <laughs> uh, so uh, drop us a comment. Hit that like button. Drop a coffee in the comments. Smash yeah. that. Smash the like Something. button. 
Hit the follow button. Smash that like button. And leave a comment. Comment coffee in the comments. Comment coffee in the comments. Bye, y'all.